Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. And you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. Oh God, we come to you today thankful for community, thankful for family, thankful that you have given us a place where we can grow in our faith so that we can take that faith and then share it with others so that hopefully the faith that we have connects them to you that they may see your light and your grace and your power in their lives. So God, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. A reading from the book of Acts, the second chapter, verses 1 through 4. When Pentecost Day arrived... They were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound from heaven like the howling of a fierce wind filled the entire house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, I know that's not the scripture that's written up there on the screen for our sermon today. That'll come a little bit later. But I wanted to start off by reading the story of the coming of the Holy Spirit, especially on today as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday. Now, I was thinking about Pentecost Sunday and and if you were like me growing up, you, you would think that Pentecost Sunday was something that the Christian church came up with, but it's not. Pentecost Sunday was a, a festival that the Jewish people gathered each year to celebrate called Shavuot, and it was originally a, a harvest festival, and the Jews later Uh, took that festival to commemorate when Moses came down from the mountain to give the Israelites the the Ten Commandments and the law. A few years ago, eight years now, I think, I went to the Holy Land and was blessed to be there during the festival of Pentecost. And down by the, the western wall or the wailing wall, uh, the Jewish people gathered to celebrate this momentous occasion. But that's not the only place that they celebrate. They also celebrated at the tomb of where they believe King David was buried because they also celebrate that day as his birthday. So it kind of gives us a little more of a picture about the importance of this event. See, when the Jewish people gathered, they they were just following their customs, unaware that something different was going to 
occur. They were unaware that God was getting ready to move in their lives in a new and powerful way that would spark and then start to grow a movement that makes us, that, that brings us to where we are right now, where we're able to gather as the children of God, brothers and sisters of Christ, to worship the one who gives us life and life abundantly. So, so my biggest takeaway, when we come, away to, come, come to Pentecost Sunday, I think about how God is able to use established and, and set ways to allow something new to happen, to allow something powerful to happen, to allow something that causes the world to change. And if you're like me, that's why I'm here. I, I'm not here just to stand up in front of you and talk. I'm here because of the love and grace of Jesus Christ and what God has done in my life so I can change the world around me. And the best way that we are able to change the world around us is, is right here. Those of us gathered in this place, otherwise known as the body of Christ, because that's who we are. We are Christ's hands and feet. I'll, I'll admit to Lori and to the praise band, at one time, I hated that song, We Are the Body. I absolutely despise, I think Lori knows this story. I despised it because I was a part of a church that was horrible to people. They were horrible to their pastoral staff. They, they were horrible to, to guests that came in. But they sang that song all the time. <laughs> and they said, this is such a beautiful song. They said, aren't you listening to what you're singing? <laughs> it's not a beautiful song. But it helps us. And it reminds us of what we are to do. Yeah. Eh, no, no. <laughs> the text that I picked for this morning reminds us about being the body of Christ from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. Hear the word of the Lord. Christ is just like the human body. A body is a unit and has many parts, and all of the parts of the body are one body, even though there are many. We were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jew or Greek, or slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, fifth grade for me was a, a monumental moment. That was when we uh, gathered in the uh, gymnasium of Graber Elementary School, and a guy by the name of uh, Sid Showalter and Jeff Pelichek 
stood in front of us with an array of musical instruments. You know, the trumpets, the flutes, the clarinets, the, the drum set. And we got to try out what instrument was best for our embouchure or, or our dexterity. And of course, being a fifth grade boy, I wanted to play the drums. But mom and dad had a different idea. They did not want a drum set in the house. And I definitely didn't want to play the clarinet because that was the instrument my brother chose to play. And he was three years older than me. And being the younger brother, there was absolutely no way in the world I was going to do what my older brother did. So we were trying out the different instruments, and I wanted to play the trumpet, but, but for some reason I just couldn't get a tight enough buzz to, to make the mouthpiece play into the instrument. So I got a hold of a trombone, and that was the instrument that I started to play, and I played throughout college. Now I know there are jokes out there about trombones like, What's the difference between a dead snake and a dead trombone player on the road? There are skid marks in front of the snake. <laughs> See, I know. I play the trombone, I know. Any other trombone players in here? Okay. Yeah, Angela, you know. It, it, it's, it's, not that, it's not a real easy instrument to play, but it's a lot of fun, especially with the slide. But one of the things that I realized as I got more proficient playing the trombone was that sometimes you had the most boring parts to play. Especially uh, graduating college, you know, did, played pomp and circumstance for four years for graduation. And that line is just basically da, 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 da. That's it for however many measures. And if the graduating class was really long, you repeated it over and over and over again. However, when we spent time practicing, and when we were in, in the band room playing, and if the band director was just having the flutes play their part, or, or the trumpets play their part, there was something missing. If the, if the trombone players decided to walk up and leave the graduation ceremony, there would be something missing from the music. My friends, my point of this is saying that that is how the body of Christ works. When one of us is missing, there is something missing from the body. There is something that, that there's a gift that God has given each and every one of us that if we decide to sit out or if we decide just to not show up, we not only rob the church of an important gift, we rob this community, this world of an important gift that God has given each and every one of you. So how do we live out this, this body of Christness, if you will? Well, first, we must be connected. The body of Christ is something that, that must 
be connected. Later in chapter, in, in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, we have these words, all of you together are the body and each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it. See that last part there? Separate and necessary part. Hey, we're not supposed to be exactly the same. That would be boring. If I were exactly like Dean, and if Dean was exactly like Glenda, we would be so bored with each other. But each one of us, in our, our separateness, we bring gifts and graces that allow the church to grow and thrive the way that God has called us to grow and thrive. See, when we live in that connectedness, we realize that we need each other. The body of Christ needs each other. Scripture gives us many different ways to share how we need each other. First, in Galatians 6, 2, it talks about how we must carry each other's burdens. Romans 12, 3 reminds us that we need to care for each other's practical needs. 1 Thessalonians 5, 14 reminds us that we must warn each other of sin. And finally, Romans 12, 15 reminds us that we must rejoice and we must mourn with each other. See, when we celebrate the difference that we have, it looks like the Pentecostal church back on Pentecost. If you go farther into that Acts passage, you see that there were people from all over the world. And it doesn't say that they spoke the same language. They were still speaking their own separate languages, but people understood what they were saying. See, God has gifted each and every one of you with a specific language. I'm not talking about verbal language, but ways that you were able to connect others with the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And when you connect others with that love and grace, it makes a difference. See, when we celebrate in that connectedness, we know that God allows us to do amazing things. I'm excited that we are wrapping up my first year appointed here at First Roy City. But what has me even more excited is for what God has in store for us moving forward. And the gifts and graces that all of you have will allow us to do amazing things. Hear, hearing people in the community and hearing people in the church talk about Wesley Hall, which, you know, that is a gift. Wesley Hall is a gift to First United Methodist Church of Royce City because of all the insurance stuff. But because of that gift, that has sparked a fire inside of us to say that, okay, we got that taken care of. Now what? When we take care of the outside of the sanctuary, it's going to spark a fire to say, okay, we got that taken care of. Now what? 
when we have vacation Bible school and we look at the end of that and we celebrate what God has done when bringing all of these children and we have that Sunday that we celebrate vacation Bible school, we'll look at each other and we'll say, now what? See, that is the gift of Pentecost. That is the gift of being the body of Christ. It's kind of like the gift that we celebrate on Communion Sunday, where we gather together around the table. We remember that we're not the only ones gathering at the table this Sunday, but brothers and sisters all over the world are sharing in this meal of bread and wine, sharing in this body of Christ to let us see that we all are Christ's body, called to do things, called to share Christ's love and grace for the world around us. I am excited for what God is doing through our church. I am excited for what I see God doing through each and every one of you, and I pray that we allow this Pentecost Sunday to cause a fire inside of us so that we can move forward in love, of God and love of neighbor. Would you please pray with me? Dear God, as we gather at this table, we are reminded of the many different gifts that you have given us. And we celebrate the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And as you sent those disciples on Pentecost Sunday out, God, we ask that you send us out. Send us out to make a difference. Send us out to love, to care, to bring your peace. And we pray this through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.